For us right now, it's 9 a.m. and it's very stormy outside. Hi, everybody. My name is Jordan Reed. And I'm Lindsay Reed. And it's stormy outside. And we are, this is Spooky Spouses, a podcast about ghosts and stuff and storms. Yes, each week, not when it's storming. (laughs) We talk about things like paranormal stories. Uh, how it was just super sunny and nice about 20 minutes ago, and now it's very stormy and gloomy. Maybe because they knew we were going to record. Oh, yeah. They. Though the the government. Or, yeah, anything. <laughs> they. Okay. We talk about cryptozoology. We talk about cryptozoology. Urban legends. We do. We sometimes talk about how our dog is very loud. She's loud most of the time. Yeah, we talk she about is. murder stories. We talk about everything spooky. We talk about future murder stories. Uh, we have we have <laughs> we a po- predict murder. <laughs> we have a poll going uh, right next to us where we record on the wall. We have uh, who you think is going to get it twenty twenty, and then we have a list of names we think people who are going to get it. But you know that's neither here nor there. Yeah, we're not uh, going to share that list. We're not going to. No, it's very secret and very well. Private. Like last week, how we had our parents on. Your dad said that you were clairvoyant. So. Yeah, he did. He you sure might did. be predicting actual murders. The one thing that was weird about that, I don't know if I mentioned it last week, but I think out of all of our all of our birth, uh, all of our birth owners, our our parents, <laughs> yeah, my dad can be the loudest, and he talk. Well, he at least talks the most. And he got scared, and mumbled. He was so quiet. So I I, I boosted the audio a little bit. Uh, if you had trouble, li- man, man, it's really it's really ripping and gripping outside <laughs> right now. If you hear any whirring or stirring or windy windy noises, uh, that's the storm outside. That's our house blowing away. <laughs> it's so windy outside. Well, hey, let's really quick dedicate. No, I dedicate it after uh, after I say this part. Every single week, Lindsay and I will research a topic separately of one another. I will go somewhere where it's storming, and Lindsay will go somewhere where it's sunny and nice. And then we reconvene inside of our house and discuss what we've researched, quote unquote, with each and every one of you and each other for the very first time on our show. So we don't know what each other is going to talk about this week. We don't know that. I don't know. I don't know that. Cash me outside. <laughs> uh, actually, right now, cash me inside. Yeah, because, because it's, it's windy out. It's, it nasty. Uh, and this week's show is dedicated to our friends. I will say, you said clairvoyant, so I want to say Claire, but I'm going to change it. Sclare. Okay. And do you want to pick a name? Um, Brandy. Okay. <laughs> so Sclare and Brandy. Yeah. Thanks for listening to all of our Sclares and all of our Brandies outside. Great one, job. One thing I wanted to bring up since we had our parents here last week and I forgot to bring it up is the concept of adults watching television shows and having no idea what's happening. Now I'm talking about how we were introducing our parents to the masked singer. Yeah, it's a very easy concept. It's a singer comes out with a mask on Mm -hmm. and by their voice and the clues, you have to guess who they are. You would think that we were, that our parents uh, have been asleep for thousands of years and we woke them up and showed them not only what a television was for the first time, but what a TV show was it for was the first really time. It was really hard. So that's the host of it? Or is that, is, yeah, who's wearing very- the mask? <laughs> Who has the mask on? I thought it was very funny because they were asking a ton of questions about what happens, how it happens, why it happens, and then... Who the people were. Who the people were. But it's Who's... like, no, you have to watch the show to find out. Yeah. Well, maybe they thought since you were clairvoyant, you could tell them. Oh, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, well, last week we talked, you talked about a guy seeing an angel sighting, which is the first time we've ever heard about that. Yeah, I guess it happened in like 1990, somewhere in Ohio, and he was nervous, and then he finally just spilled his guts recently. Yeah. I talked about how everybody else in the world has a cuter tooth fairy than us. Yeah, they really do. Like Because they have a mouse cute. Like, yeah. They have how a little, cute is that? Very cute. And that, that's been a running theme with our show is mice or rodents in general after you and I talked about Rat Boat. Right. Which I think I mentioned last week, but they cannot find Rat Boat on satellite anymore. Yeah. I'm always keeping tabs on Rat Boat. It's hiding. Do we know anyone out there who can develop an app or who's really good at technology? If so, can we have Rat Tracker? And then it just sort of lets you know where Call Rat it Boat the is. the squeak. The squeak. And it's people that report where they've seen Rat Boat. 
okay, yeah. It's like Twitter, but squeak. Squeak. And you're only <laughs> allowed to not tweet. You're only allowed to squeak about where you think, like anything related to rap boat, where it is, where you think it is. Yeah. I really like this idea. <laughs> Uh, also, TM, we are we are trademarking Squeak right now. Squeak. This is intellectual property of Lindsay and Jordan Reed. And stay tuned for Squeak. Now, if anyone knows, again, how to program apps, please let us know. You also <laughs> talked about there was also um, a culture who, if your top tooth fell out, they'd bury it underground. And if their bottom teeth fell out, they'd throw it on top of their house. Yeah. So mm. it would grow towards that old tooth. Yeah. I think that's I think that's very cool. That is pretty cool. So, Lindsay, I'm first this week. You are. I don't have any breaking booze because I have a kind of a bigger topic. Okay. But you heard me testing out a little bit of my topic earlier today. Yeah. Uh, and I was bummed that you heard it, but I didn't know how loud my phone was. But I'm going to give you a few hints. This is uh, an it's audio. It's a Will Smith soundboard. What did you say? It's a Will Smith soundboard. Okay. Tell me if you, you were can playing guess. it earlier. Tell me if you can guess who this is. It's Will Smith. What about this one? Big Will. Yeah, I mean, I know. Do you know this one? Big Willie style. Yep. Okay. Will so Smith. It's a Will Smith soundboard. So are we playing Will Smith or <laughs> Willies? I, what are we playing? Um, actually, if you slow down the song "Welcome to Miami," okay, and you play it with. So you make sure that the entire length of the song, Welcome to Miami, plays underneath the Wizard of Oz. It links up and you unlock a portal to Wilf Smith's uh, living room. Oh. And you can go there. No, I have stories about the real life men in black. Okay. Which is why I brought up Will Smith. Okay. Now, what do you know, just off the, off the top of your head, what do you know about the men in black? They showed up during the Mothman thing in West Virginia, Point Pleasant. Yes. Um, they were very strange and unusual, just kind of hanging around town. Yeah. Being creepy. Uh-huh. To my understanding, people don't know why they were there, but they found it very strange. Yes. So the Men in Black, I, I titled this in my notes, I-R-L-M-I-B, Earl Mib. Earl Mib. So what people believe the Men in Black are is... If you were to like how, you know, percentage of people who believe it's this thing or the other thing, the the largest majority of people believe that the Men in Black is a government organization that deals with the paranormal or UFOs, specifically finding out more information, but more so squelching or stopping the uh, traffic or the sharing of paranormal or extra. <laughs> extraterrestrial uh <laughs> yeah. extraterrestrial sightings and knowledge and stuff like that so their their sort of design is to hush it up now other people think that the men in black are literal aliens themselves or quote demonic supernaturals oh which is one thing that's new to me yeah i wouldn't think of them as demons me either, but a demonic supernatural. So I don't know if that necessarily means that a they're super a super demon. It's like a, I guess, or a supernatural being with ties to the devil or ties to demons in general. Like, yeah, they would have the the demons on speed dial, I guess. Okay. I don't really know. I'm not really sure. But the largest or the most common sighting is one to two people dressed in black suits who come to your house or find you somehow if you've dealt with an alien or two or three or 50 and they say, hey, shut up. And they tell you to, to go away and leave it alone. They say don't. They say, hey, don't. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Please don't. The very first known report or sighting of a Men in Black um, officer, I guess, or just a person, was in 1947, which I will get to. But it seems like in the whole span of time, I guess, I don't know, that, that seems kind of recent, yeah? Yeah. 1947? That's pretty, I mean, not recent recent, but... Not recent recent, yeah. but recent. Okay, so this first, so I, I, I have a collection of stories of alleged real interactions with men in black officers. Okay. Some are creepy, some are unusual. One of them 
was a non-story whatsoever, and I kind of skipped past it. Okay. I'll actually start with that one because I think it's funny. There was a guy who was working in a library, and he said that he was reading a book on UFOs, and a person came down and sat next to him and said, hey, what are you reading? And he said, oh, it's just a book on aliens and stuff. And the guy got mad and left. Oh. And then he thought that that was, that was a, men, uh, a man in black, an MIB mm. person. That was the entire story. And I don't think that that's a story at all, nor is it interesting. What if like the men in black were just like, say like back in the day, Applebee's just had a uniform and it was the men in black uniform <laughs> and they were walking around town because everybody's like, Applebee's a new cool thing. Like everybody works there. They were walking around and then people started getting freaked out and Applebee's just like quietly changed their uniforms to the tacky buttons and stuff like that or whatever they wear. So I want to ask you a question, Lens. It's yeah. uh, We started recording at around 9 a.m. ish. Yeah. And I want to know why and how you think or your brain went to, hey, maybe the men in black outfit was just uh, a sort of like work in progress or testing uniform for Applebee's. Yeah. What do you <laughs> okay i don't know oh, okay all right ready but then they were like oh no we're freaking everybody out but we don't want to tell anybody we were the ones that caused this mass hysteria now i will say you and i have made some pretty big claims on this show and i think that's the largest stretch but i will say i think it's the one that holds the most clout yeah think about that okay. wake up wake up sheeple so the first men in black story happened to dr herbert Hopkins, oh. who was a consultant on a UFO case in and around uh, Maine, somewhere up in Maine in New England. One evening, he got a phone call from some activist, some UFO activist or so the person said, and said, hey, can you and I meet up and talk about this case you're working on? Which it was already kind of strange because I guess Dr. Hopkins hadn't really let anyone know that he was working on a case or yeah. uh, investigating a case. So he said, okay, sure, that's, that's fine. And the person said, okay, well... Uh, I'll be in touch. And I guess a few minutes later, this person just showed up at this guy's house, like literally a couple minutes after he hung up the phone. This person just showed weird. up at his house. Super weird. And Dr. Hopkins had a dog. And when uh, Dr. Hopkins opened the door, this person came inside. And I guess he had to put his dog away because his dog was just barking uncontrollably at this person. His dog was pretty friendly. Hmm. which is which is wacky. The man was wearing a black suit and a black tie. According to Dr. Hopkins, he had a really unusual facial appearance with no hair and no eyebrows. So no eyelashes, no eyebrows, no nothing. So he might have had a little case of alopecia. He might have had alopecia or he could have been a men in black. Yeah. We don't really know. There are only those two options. <laughs> well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, at least in this show, there's only two options. One, plausible. Two, not real. Or could be real. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, but I guess this officer informed him when, when he showed up, there are two coins in your pocket right now. And I guess there were two coins in Dr. Hopkins' pocket. Was he just a magician? He might have been David Blaine's grandfather. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Nathan Blaine. Was Chris Angel? Well, he would have hovered in Chris Angel. Well, no, he, he would have said something like he smelt like he just got done drinking a monster energy drink. Yeah. Or uh, I, I I saw him put away his vape as I answered the, the door. Yeah. Um, but the the MIB officer told Dr. Hopkins that he said there are two coins in your pocket right now, which there were in Dr. Hopkins pocket. So he said, take one of them out. And Dr. Hopkins pulled out a penny. And I guess uh, he watched the penny in his hand begin to almost look silver, like a dime or something. And then he said it began to sort of become like out of focus. Like he could see his hand, but then it looked like he was sort of squinting his eyes and it was becoming blurry. Okay. And then all of a sudden it was gone. And then the guy left his house after threatening him. And he said, get rid of all the evidence you have on this case. And then Dr. Hopkins burnt all of the files and case files that he had on this case after the guy left hmm. and i guess after this had happened he was having uh weird things happen with his phone when when he'd be calling people uh duh because that's usually what you do on a phone right well it depends on who his provider was i mean if it was t-mobile then he it's probably it might yeah. have been a little spotty yeah yeah um but he called the the phone company and they said that it looked like his phone line had been tapped 
and it was like actually messed with by somebody else. And it wasn't just like stuff happening on the phone company's end. Weird. It is weird. You don't seem too interested in this one. Well, because I just think that anybody researching this kind of stuff, like, okay, he collects a bunch of data. He believes in it. But like he then reads it one day and was like, nobody's going to believe this data. And I don't even know if I believe this data. (laughs) So I'm going to say that a magician slash men in black came to visit me and made me destroy all my data. But it's true. I'm just a realist. Me too. But it's fun to believe that this could actually happen. Yeah. I mean, if it actually did happen, I can't assume that it didn't. I mean, he is a doctor. So now he's down a penny. Well, yeah, sure. That's fine. He took his penny away. (laughs) Yeah, I guess it was a nice one, too. I left that part out. It was shiny. It was a nice penny. It was a nice penny. (laughs) Okay. My second story is another doctor, Dr. Albert K. Bender, was a well-written and intelligent researcher, and he founded the International Flying Saucer Bureau, the IFSB. In 1955, he was preparing to unveil a paper that he thought would substantiate evidence that the government had at least a little bit covered up UFO activity or okay. anything related to aliens. So he was he was prepping to publish this paper. And then I guess, lo and behold, he was visited by a Men in Black officer. And he said that three men dressed in black visited Adam visited him at his home and warned him against pursuing the topic of UFOs in general or publishing this paper any farther. They left him and he was extremely scared and he shut down all of his research. So I guess these guys, just these three brooding dudes or these, these three duding broods showed up <laughs> and said, shut it down nerd and they called him a nerd and they pushed him around a little bit they pushed him around and i guess he was scared according to some people who knew dr bender he said that he was a changed man after this encounter his later works after this were a little bit rambly and almost unreadable and he seemed to live his life in constant fear and was an extremely anxious person after this had happened well yeah because you don't want anybody to come over and beat you up True, I guess. But I mean, so he was just scared for the rest of his life. So this happened in 1955. And then I guess until his death in 2002, he would would tell people that he was constantly getting phone calls a few times a day where there was no one on the other line uh, Mm -hmm. or no, no answering at all. All after he got, I guess, called a dork by by (laughs) these men in black officers. Okay, this is the the story where the men in black find like officially come into common knowledge or I guess yeah, I guess it's kind of a folklore thing these days, isn't it kind of? What with like the West Virginia thing? No, just just in general that the the men in black are neither proven nor disproven, so I guess it's yeah. folklore. Yeah. Are the men in black cryptids? No, I don't think I'd put them in cryptid categories. Cuz cryptid doesn't necessarily mean you're like a I creature. I would say more fo- folklore. Yeah. Because it's kind of a legend. I guess so. But I think cryptids exist within folklore. It doesn't matter. I wrote buckle up because the the this this story is a little I'll I'll just say hard to believe. Okay. So uh, the other ones weren't? Uh well buckle up. Okay. <laughs> so Harold Dahl, D A H L, and his uh-huh. son were working at a logging place and they were salvaging some logs on the water on a fishing boat and they saw six donate donate donut shaped crafts in the air and one of them either crashed or according to doll it didn't crash it just spilt a bunch of like molten stuff out of it okay and it killed and it killed their dog <laughs> so it just spilt stuff out of it on their dog they were looking for a place to dump a bunch of molten trash and they just kind of, I guess, just did it casually, just went, oh, this is a good place to dump our molten trash. And they dumped their molten trash, and it hit their dog, and it killed their dog. Uh, and I guess it injured his son. Oh. So rude. Very rude. Yeah, super rude. So Dahl talked to his boss and his friends about it, and he was like, did anyone else see this rude spaceship that dumped a bunch of molten waste on my dog? And then, I guess, that night, a dude dressed in a black suit showed up at his house, and he said hey, what happened? And he didn't really tell him much and he left. And then I guess that same night, a couple of agents from the Air Force showed up at his house and they said, hey, we're just looking to gather some information. So obviously this really happened or it didn't happen, but the Air Force was interested in it. And there's a real life, actual physical FBI report about this 
instance about this sighting. Well, if the what the the Air Force came to visit him, yeah, uh, like you don't think that maybe they were testing something and then they accidentally screwed up and then they're like, oh shoot, <laughs> we got to go make sure that guy doesn't talk or make him kind of believe that it's aliens because we messed up. Yeah, I guess if you really don't want to take blame for anything, then maybe you just, and especially if you work for the government, then maybe you just blame it on aliens. You know what? The government kind of has it easy because they can blame a lot of stuff on aliens and people will believe it. Yeah. All they got to do is just release some like phony FBI report. To scare everyone. To scare everybody and be like, oh yeah, the there's no there's no universal or free healthcare because aliens took it. They'd be like, man, I knew it. Then the flying saucers took it all. Maybe. I don't know. But I guess not long after the encounter, the man in black showed back up at this guy's house and then he left. And then he said afterwards, after his second encounter with this man in black or this man in black, he said, hey, everyone, I was just joking about the entire thing. It was all a hoax. I was just I was just goofing around. And then uh, he was questioned about it a long time after the initial sighting in 1947. And he said, I said that because I was under duress. He was under pressure. He, he, he had told people that this person was pressuring him and threatening him to say it was a hoax, which is interesting. Gotcha. So was it real or was it the Air Force just dumping some molten trash on someone's dog? Expired Diet Coke. Yeah. You know what? There's enough bad stuff in Diet Coke. Yeah. It might have been that one. Okay. Do you know that photo of that little girl in a field and there's that guy in a... The spaceman? Yeah. The the, the spaceman behind him. So I guess that happened in Australia. Okay. And after that happened, this guy, Jim Templeton, who, who took the photo, was really freaked out about it because he said that guy was not there when he took the photo sent his film to kodak they authenticated it it was not manipulated i guess it's a double exposure yeah nothing at all because i mean this guy really wasn't into into outer space stuff nor would he have ever taken a photo of a space guy but according to kodak the 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 film was unmanipulated it was actually on the negative Hmm. but he said that this thing was not there so after this thing went public he was visited jim templeton was visited by two agents who referred to themselves as number nine and number ten wouldn't it be funny if he was visited by number one and number two (laughs) (laughs) i guess so oh that would be so funny inappropriate jokes uh and they and they wanted him to take them to go see the site where the photo was taken. And he did. And he was like, well, I mean, I was telling you guys, it's just this field. The person was not in the photo when I took or was was not there when I took the photo. And the two men got angry and frustrated and they left and he never heard from him ever again. And then I guess a few years later, Templeton was contacted by two employees at a missile launch pad in Australia to, uh, sorry, 20 miles away from where he had seen this actual, like where, where he took the photo. Okay. And they said that, hey, on some security camera footage, we saw two figures walking around that looked like this guy that weren't there. Hmm. So, which might substantiate around it. Around the same area? Yeah, only 20 miles away. Oh. So, is it a bunch of astronaut-looking ghosts? I don't really know. But he was visited by some men in black, which is pretty neat. Creepy. I'm running out of time, but there was a guy who was on a hunting trip who saw some flying saucer and two people got out and he shot at it with a gun and nothing happened. You can't just, um, like, shoot at things. Well, you this, have to find out what they are. This guy did. This guy did. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, he got scared because he saw some flying saucers and I just shot at the things that came out of it. No. Yeah, he just, you know, he was like, I don't think so. Not in, not in my, not in my forest. Oh my shot at him with a gun. But I guess according to this, to, to this guy Paul Miller, who is a alien shooting an. It, What's the word? Likes to shoot aliens. Yeah. With his with his man gun. With his man gun. Don't say that. <laughs> um, I guess from when he saw the thing and shot at him to when he was driving away, I guess it seemed like it happened quickly, right? But he looked at his clock, and according to this guy, Jim Miller, did I say Jim? Paul Miller, he said that three hours had passed, which was confusing to him. So he went to huh. work, and then as he got to work, without telling anyone about it, he was approached by three men in black suits, and they told him that they quote had his file which he went okay and then he told nobody about the event but these guys knew everything about what had happened 
uh, and they said that it would be it, it would be good if he um, forgot about it. They knew everything about him, including his name, where he worked, and they asked him if he experienced anything else like this, and he said no, and they told him to be quiet about it, and then he didn't tell anyone about it until years after, hmm. which is wacky. Well, if he was shooting in the woods, though, don't you think somebody might have reported him? Maybe. Maybe that's why they could be like, we know all your information. We know you were shooting around in the woods. Hey, we, we're on our way to a black tie event, a, a, a formal <laughs> event. We are park rangers, and we were outside, and we saw you and heard you shooting in the woods yeah. at nothing at all. Uh, maybe. Perhaps. Okay. Uh, quickly, there was one, uh, this UFO researcher named Jack Robinson and his wife, Mary, were pretty known in the UFO community. And they were trying to get a bunch of photographic evidence and all this stuff. And I guess they started noticing this guy standing across the street, looking up into their apartment. They were on the, the second floor and they lived kind of like in a busy part of town. Yeah. And there was this guy and I have a photo of it. Uh, this guy who they saw multiple times in a black suit standing across the street looking directly up into their apartment. And they stopped doing UFO stuff and then the guy went away, which is also creepy. Maybe he was just a creepy UFO guy. Like he did research too. And he's like, well, I'm weird and they're weird. And I want to be friends and I don't know how to how to, how to say hi. But then hi. when they stopped, he's like, oh, I don't want to let them know that I'm weird then. Yeah, maybe. The the last one I have is Dan Aykroyd. The Dan Aykroyd yeah. was working on a show that never came to fruition. Did I say that word right? That never happened, rather. He was working on a show, working with production and whatever, got a phone call from Britney Spears, who was going to be the musical guest on SNL at the time. So this was a while ago, probably in the 90s, maybe early 2000s. Right. And he stepped out to take a call from Britney Spears and and as he was on the phone, he said that in the like production parking lot, a black Ford showed up and a guy in a black suit got out of it. And he turned around because he was going to say, hey, I got to go, Britney Spears. There's this guy here. And then he turned around. And he said the guy was gone, pulled up. And then within the span of like 10 seconds, the car and the guy were completely gone. He walked back in the studio and got a message from a higher up and said that the show had been canceled and all the funding was pulled from the show and the show never happened. So Dan Aykroyd believes that it was a man. It was a man in black who came and did some weird tomfoolery and ruined the show. Okay. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just find it hard to believe. I just think it's funny. I mean, not hard to believe, but just funny that Britney Spears is calling Dan Aykroyd. You know, I think out of everything I've said, to me, honestly, that is the wildest thing that actually happened. Yeah, that's happened. the one thing I really, really don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like she has agents. Yeah. Britney Spears herself wouldn't call Dan Aykroyd. Well, maybe she, maybe she's a fan. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, you know, I don't know how Hollywood works. <laughs> I have no Britney idea. Britney Spears just calling Dan Aykroyd. Well, that's all I have. I nice. feel like maybe maybe next week I'll bring in something even more exciting. No, you just know how I am with alien stuff. Yeah. I'm always like, all right. Don't like it. But it's interesting. I think it's interesting. I know you do. You love alien stuff. Actually, I looked <laughs> at my iPad the other day. And when I had fallen asleep, I had noticed that Jordan just researched the topic aliens. Because uh, it was still in my history. Yeah, I, I fell asleep. I was on the iPad and I was like, what do I want to watch? Because Lindsay's asleep and I'll, I'll search something. And I just literally searched the word aliens. Yeah. Uh, and I don't even think I got to hit search because I fell asleep. But I, I do think that's very funny because I was like, well, if I cast a wide net, maybe I'll get some good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, let's go. Let's go to Haunted Housekeeping Zone. Yes. And then uh, we'll dust off our aliens. Yeah. Get yourself ready for my topic. Okay, fine. Because you're going to be playing a big role in it. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see everyone in the Haunted Housekeeping Zone in three, two, one. Our extremely haunted show is brought to you by Vidi Space. Vidi Space is an online spooky streaming service started by our buddies Nick Groff and Elizabeth Saint. You can find everything spooky on there, including us, and it's really scary. <laughs> yeah, I think just the fact that we're on there is terrifying. Vidi Space is an app that you can download on your iPhone or your Android. You can also go to vidi.space on your computer 
computer and search a bunch of super spooky content, documentaries about Bigfoot, alien stuff. Maybe you want to watch some more creepy things about the men in black because this show just really inspired you to do it. Go right ahead. Start streaming and screaming. You can go to vidi.space, that's V-I-D-I dot space, and get a 15-day trial for free and browse all the content you'd like and then see what you think. And then maybe you just want to be spooked and scared and scream all the time. You can do it. We also are a proud member slash part of the Scavengers family at the Scavengers Network. That's true. The Scavengers Network was started by our big, beautiful boss, boy, baby, baby, boy, boy, Colin M. Parker. And it's home to a lot of wonderful podcasts and some YouTube vids as well. You can check out podcasts on there like new shows, Insanely Haunted, I Dunno Radio, Myth Takes, a tabletop role-playing game podcast, the new show Morgan Needs a Podcast by with, with our buddy Morgan Spatola, all sorts of stuff. You can go to scavengersnetwork.com or check out the Scavengers Network on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook and stay up to date with all your pod buds. Okay, well, welcome back. It's still very windy outside. Yeah, the lid to our garbage can blew open, and I thought it was a man outside. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is scary. It's just like open, just hanging out, creepy. Yeah. Well, my topic this week is kind of different. So I am going to tell you a couple scary stories from people. Yeah. But the fun part is that while I'm reading the scary story, you're going to make the sound effects for them. Oh, am I? Yeah, so you can jump in at any point. I have um, a Will can... Smith soundboard. <laughs> I mean, if you feel like it needs to go in there, then that's fine. But anything you want to do, just right on the top of your head, just make the sound effects as I go. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm actually, I have four separate soundboards. Okay, but all the sound effects cannot <laughs> just be soundboards and Will Smith. Okay. <laughs> New okay. rule added to the game. How many am I allowed to use? No, just keep be creative, let's say. Keep it creative. I think you'll have fun with this. Okay, no, I'm 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 sure I will. I'm just excited that I have four different soundboards. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, but first I just need you to tell me a name. Oh, just a human name? Yeah, because I left the names out of these stories. I got them online, so I just left the writers' names out. Okay, so you asked me to be creative, right? Yeah. So I will say the name is... For the first story. Oh. Oh, then let's do Cradge. Oh, Cradge. He's yeah. coming back? Yeah. Or she. Whatever yeah. Cradge, Cradge wants to be. The, the, the all-encompassing Cradge. Okay, so this first story, when Cradge was 16 or 17, he had just moved into a new house with his mother and his sister. He had a bedroom in the basement. About a month after moving in, he started noticing bizarre things. Hangers would sway as though they were being blown by the wind. Was that good? Yeah. Well, you can't say was that good. You just have to make the sound effects. Oh, just kind of whenever? We're just telling a scary story and you're being my sound effects. Oh, I'm your Foley artist. Yep. Okay. (laughs) I didn't know if there was like, if you were going to point to me like when to make a sound effect. We're already off to a good start. No, Uh. I said you can interrupt me at any time or just be behind me at any time. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> okay, so you did the hangers swing as though they were being blown in the wind. Uh-huh. He often heard light, unexplainable knocks in the middle of the night. It was creepy enough to make him move all his belongings into a spare upstairs bedroom. Hip, hop, 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 hop. <laughs> That's him walking up the stairs with all of his stuff. <laughs> One day, <laughs> while he played video games in the basement. Pew, pew. A white mist shot out from behind their television. (laughs) Up the wall and across the ceiling. He bolted from the basement and told his mom. Hey, guess what? Who then told him it was just his imagination. Chill out, dummy. (laughs) Over the next few months, he started hearing knocks and seeing objects move around again. Whoa. (laughs) That's them moving around. That's him being startled okay slowly it started getting stronger <laughs> then with <laughs> oh no that was the 
ghost getting stronger. It's a ghost flexing. I yeah. like that. <laughs> then whispers started. <laughs> then painful screams. <laughs> Wait, let me do one from far away. Okay. Say painful screams. Whispers started. Then painful screams. <laughs> Soon it was happening every single night without fail. <laughs> Nothing on that one. I was gonna say, oh man. But <laughs> one night he was left alone while his mother was away for business, and See his ya. his sister slept at a friend's house. It was one a.m. and very little was happening, paranormally speaking. Hmm. <laughs> he was he was about to fall asleep when he heard a loud shriek of his name. What's his? Oh, crash! <laughs> <laughs> He slept the rest of the night with the lights on. A few months passed, and only minor incidents started, and things started getting really crazy. One night, he was watching television in his room, and his bed started shaking. <laughs> At first, it was only a small tremor, so he ignored it. Hmm. Then he began feeling something pull his covers from the foot of his bed. What the? A cold hand grabbed his ankle and started dragging him. This way. <laughs> he screamed and his mom and sister came running. Oh, help. <laughs> what about the mom and sister came running? What the heck? Uh, be- There's no like. Wait. Oh, um, <laughs> that's them running. Okay. At that point, it was clear something weird was going on. Hey, his, something weird's happening. <laughs> his mother called the people who sold them the house. And beep, the, boop, beep, boop, boop. <laughs> the former owners, without hesitation or any saying anything, had the priest come and bless the house. Wait, hold on. Say say the, the bless the house? They had a priest come bless the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The occurrence never fully stopped, but they did become much less frequent after the blessing. Thanks, priests. <laughs> and that was... that's it. That's oh, the first story. That's fun. So yeah, it was a creepy story by someone that wrote in. Um, his name was not George. George. Or Cradge. Cradge. <laughs> I can't remember because we had both of those names. Yeah. But yeah, it was just a weird story. That is a weird story. And I'm really into this. I'm really into this sound effect thing. This is fun. <laughs> well, I have one more story. <clears throat> Okay. So uh, you ready for your sound effects? I think so. Okay, I think so. Okay, I need another name. Okay, Cridge. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, Steven. You always use Steven. Actually, a guy named Steve at work actually oh, made a yeah. reference, and he's like, you guys love to use Steven. Hi, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> if you're um, listening, Steve, we love your name. Hi, Steve. Um, you know, Steve one time gave you Turkish delights to bring home to the house and I ate them and they were super good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Enough about snacks. Why don't we name the person Snack? Snack. Yeah. Okay. This is a story about Snack. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Since Snack was a boy, he's always been afraid of spiders. (gasps) He freaked out and screamed until his mom came in and then carry, his mom would carry them into the garden. Whoa. That was him. That was delayed, but that was him screaming. What about the mom carrying it into the garden? I'll take it. I don't know why that's her. That's <laughs> you her don't voice. make sound effects. You just make you just say things. Uh, give me it. That's just saying things. <laughs> that was her grabbing them. My mom always had a respect for spiders, but I could never understand. I was always so afraid of them. Hmm. <laughs> Many years later, I moved into my own home. Snack did. Ah. Oh. But his ma- his mom sadly passed away, and he was devastated by the news. No sound effects for that one. That's <laughs> sad. Being self-employed, <laughs> he was able to take as much time as he needed to grieve. One night, he had a creepy sensation that he was being watched. Oh. For a moment, he wondered if he was being visited by his mother's ghost. Hmm, am I being visited by the ghost of my mother? <laughs> There's no sound effects in this. You're just saying things. It's, well, how do you make a sound effect for that one? Like ghost noises or like Whoa. when things are rattling, you could. Oh, wait. Ghost, I have a ghost noise. Well, they, I told you just don't use the soundboard. Perfect. Yeah. That one, it says, it, that one's called undead. Ooh. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So he thought he was being visited by his mother's ghost. Imagine his horror when he switched on the bedside lamp and saw a huge wolf spider on the table looking right at him. 
<laughs> he leaped out of bed, screaming in terror. Holy moly! He threw a shoe at it, but it didn't budge. Take this! Hyperventilating, <gasps> he raced into the kitchen and wondered what to do. <laughs> I didn't want to tap the table. Uh, There's a wall next to you. <laughs> there you go. It's running. You're getting better. Thank you. It's you know it's hard to learn. His blood froze when he saw many different types of spiders all over the counter. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was sure an unholy nightmare. Oh boy! <laughs> he ran to the back door and tried to calm down to come up with a solution. Easy, bud. Okay, we got <laughs> we got it, buddy. That's him to himself. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, thank you. While he stood on the patio, he heard the next door neighbors having another drunken domestic argument. What do you talk? What do you mean? Dummy? They were throwing bottles and screaming at the top of their lungs. Whoa! But the, he had to stay focused because he had a bigger problem in his own house. Focus up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was the mixture of grief and panic, but he grabbed a fly swatter and a lighter. He thought he could blow torch those arachnids into oblivion. <laughs> Realizing for the first time that spiders meant to do no harm, huh. he collected them in a jar and put them outside. That's swooping them up. Yeah? Swooping them. What's putting them outside? Bloop. <laughs> it's a dumping them out of the jar. <laughs> Over the next few days, he got back to work, even though the rowdy neighbors continued their brawling. Oh, yeah, well, these are my muscles. <laughs> One night was particularly bad, and the cops were called. Wee -oo, wee -oo, wee -oo. Only after an hour, the cops left. We're out of here. The fighting started again. Oh, yeah, what about these muscles? <laughs> <laughs> the next week had more of the same, but louder and more violent. What about these muscles? <laughs> it seemed to me like the cops didn't want to deal with them. I was so sick of the screaming, uh, the thumping, the glass smashing. Crack. <laughs> it was affecting my work and there was no way I could sleep through it. How am I ever going to sleep through it? Finally, I broke down and cried like a baby. <laughs> Still affected by the grief of my mom passing and my frustration. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't until the next day that I heard a loud knock on my door that woke me up. I was surprised to see two cops on my front porch. Hey, how are you? And an ambulance next door. Whoop, whoop. One of them asked if I heard or saw anything or anyone through the night visiting the neighbors. Did you see or hear anyone or anything visiting the neighbors? <laughs> When I asked why, why he advised <laughs> he advised that they had dialed nine one one. Beep boop boop. It's a phone. Why would one and one be two different tones? I have a I have an uh, <laughs> I have an unusual phone. <laughs> they had called nine one one and they were screaming <laughs> that their house was filled with spiders. They're they're not even scared of our muscles. These spiders. <laughs> when the cops finally turned up, the neighbors were dead. Um. <laughs> That's the EKG yeah. flatline. They had died from multiple poisonous spider bites. Ow, right on my muscles. Although this story is already strange and unusual, my mom always told me that if she was reincarnated, she'd come back as a spider. I don't know a one for this. Well, that's a scary ending part of the story. <laughs> what? What in the world? So do you think the mom came back as a spider and killed the neighbors because they were so irritating and frustrating to their son? I think the mom came back as multiple spiders. She divvied up her spirit into a ton of poisonous spiders and ate the neighbors because... It was two gym rats living together, and they were constantly arguing about whose muscles were bigger nonstop, and they were just pumping themselves full of testosterone and creatine. Is that what it is? <laughs> okay. And they were roid raging, and they were getting nasty, and she's like, my son, Snack, needs to sleep. <laughs> I forgot his name was Snack. Yeah. My son, Snack, needs to sleep. He's self-employed. He's waiting for people to smash that subscribe button on YouTube, yeah. and I support his art. And you guys are being real 
butt wipes. And he's grieving because I died. And I just passed away. And I visit him as a wolf spider. And I say, hey, bud. And I, yeah, I, I'm a little startling. Uh, but then Snack also learned to overcome it because I was talking to him telepathically through spider sense and spider waves that everything's fine here. Everything's fine. <laughs> well, you did a pretty good job with your sound effects. I felt like the second story you, story you started getting into your own. I think so, too. I Do you want to give me, do you want to freestyle one really quick? Maybe just like a small third one and see if I'm like really getting, if I'm like really getting good? I guess so. Let's try. Let's just try. You need a name? Um, sure. Okay. Let's Molly. Let's make this one about Molly. Okay. Okay. Mo- I'll be I'm I'm sound effect boy still, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. I'm not good at freestyling stories. Uh then why don't you tell a story? Oh hi Mal. Why don't you tell a story about something that actually happened to Molly and then I'll fill in the sound effects. Okay. Ready. I'm ready. One morning. <laughs> A... I woke my parents up at 5.45. Roof, wine, 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 sniff. <laughs> because I had to go pee. Um, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> Not only was it terrifying <sighs> that I had to pee. <laughs> Drip. <laughs> it was raining outside. <laughs> and I hate when my feet get wet. Don't like it. After the terrifying potty experience. Drip, but scary. (laughs) I came inside. And all I saw was Papa. Where was Mama? (laughs) Is she dead? (laughs) Is she murdered? Hmm. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Then finally, I heard a stirring in the other room. And out came Mama. She was not murdered. Hi, it's me. <laughs> That's you. That's your sound effect. Hi. So I lost my cool roof and ran around with my favorite toys. That's her running. But we don't have we don't have hardwood floors, only carpet. Yeah. But so that's it's more of like a pitter patter. Yeah. Maybe on my chest. If I hit my chest. I thought everything was just fine. Ah. Oh. And then they told me. Oh. They were going to get milk. Oh, Oh, she did that one. I know. She's sad. She was doing her own sound effects. Yeah, she is. She's good at it. They left. See ya. (laughs) Bye. I never knew if they were going to return ever again. And that's it. That's the story of Molly every morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is every morning, at least on the weekends. Whenever we leave the house... We tell her we're going to get milk, even if we're not going to go get milk. And she gets very upset. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she hates it. Molly has a really terrifying morning. Yeah, she does. Like all that stuff. Man, that's terrifying. Okay, ready? We're going to we're gonna flip it really quick and you have to do sound effects now. Okay. Okay, give me a name. Uh, <laughs> Brugless. What? Brugless. <laughs> Brugless. Okay. Late one evening. Mm, it's late. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's harder. It's harder. You just have to say stuff. Late one evening. Mm, it's late. Brugless was getting hungry. Gurgle. And Brugless thought, hmm, there's a Taco Bell right down the road. Chiquito Taco Bell. <laughs> Chiquito? Chiquitos. <laughs> so Brugless got in his car. Bring around. <laughs> which was actually made out of lasers. <laughs> and drove up to the drive-thru at Taco Bell. Beep, beep. Hello. Hi, it's me, Brugless, he said. Hi, it's me, Brugless. <laughs> <laughs> he ordered as usual and then... Mm, I'll just have everything. And then drove home in his laser car. When Brugless got home, he sat down <laughs> after he microwaved his Taco Bell and ate it all. And then regretted it. Oh man. And then went to bed with a stomach ache. Ugh. The end. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. Yeah. You didn't really have good. any sound effects that were like tappy noises or bangies. As Brugless was dreaming. <laughs> go, 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 go. That's a dream? Yeah. How do you make a dream noise? Uh well, you just did. Okay. Um he was tap dancing in his dream. He's Give fast. him the old razzle-dazzle, <laughs> razzle-dazzle. Uh, and then he woke up <laughs> with 
bathroom problems. The end. <laughs> that was good. Okay. I like this one. Good story. Not very scary. I mean, kind of, I guess, scary, but. It is scary. You got Taco well, Bell. Hopefully, everyone liked my scary stories and the sound effects provided by Jordan Reed. And I hope everyone liked my story a little bit with the sound effects provided by Lindsay Reed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think that's it, huh? Yeah. Okay, well, we would like to thank Eli Rexford Chambers for writing the music you heard at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. Which, honestly, I thought of Eli a lot because he loves spiders, and my second story was kind of dedicated to Eli because he did not kill the spiders. No, he didn't. He thought it was his dead mother, so. So there you go, Eli. You're welcome. You're welcome for not killing that spider in my story. (laughs) Uh, You can find Eli on social media at Eli Who Does Music. And he loves spiders. He does. We would also like to thank every single buddy, every single buddy (laughs) (laughs) over. uh, Hey, hey, thanks every, every single buddy over at the Scavengers Network for hosting our show and being a wonderfully supportive group of spooky and non-spooky buds. You can find the Scavengers Network online all over the place. Just search it up. Yeah, we'd also like to thank all our listeners out there. If there is no you, then there really is no us. I mean, we'll just be sitting here making spooky sound effects by yourself. That's right. And I'm plugging it again because I'm proud of it, and I think it's nice. Uh, And huge thank you to Colin Parker for helping us with it. In both of our, uh, on our Twitter and our Instagram, in our bio, there's a link that will link you directly to our fun little Valentine's YouTube video we made. Sure, it's crafts dedicated to Valentine's Day or around Valentine's Day, but you can craft whenever you want. And plus, I just think it's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So go watch it if you want. So have a scary, windy Wednesday. Yes. Have a uh, have a uh, spider. Have a spider day. Nah, have have a spider day. Have a Men in Black Monday. Ooh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully you don't. Yeah. Hopefully this Thursday, no one's standing across the street staring into your apartment dressed in a black suit. No way. Well, until next week, we'll see each and every one of you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, this is the start of our brand new song. Umbo. <laughs> this is this this is our new band we're starting. Here we go. Do you want me to start the song or talk about the band? <laughs> talk about the band first. Um yeah, yellow. <laughs> <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator driven. Community focused. Treasured content.